Disclaimer, this podcast is not to be a substitute for individual therapy. If you need assistance, call 911 if you're in the U.S. or any emergency phone number. If you need help, if you feel depressed, anxious, reach out to someone. This podcast is for educational or entertainment purposes only. Thank you. Hello, social workers, mental health professionals, and change agents. Welcome to another episode of the Social Work Rants Podcast, episode 15. Hope everybody's doing well, staying safe under these crazy times. Uh, Make sure you go out and vote. Make sure you continue to wear your mask, social distance, uh, stay safe in these crazy times. Uh, On this episode, I... We continue with the Social Worker Spotlight series. I recently had the pleasure of interviewing Ms. Anais Bailey, LMSW. She's a social work consultant, life coach, author, uh, founder and CEO of AMB Structured Solutions, LLC. Her organization uh, provides leadership Uh, professional development, strategic planning, programming, and organizational cohesiveness uh, and inclusivity in the the workforce, uh, which is definitely much needed in our current environment. Um, And we discussed that during our interview. Um, So before we go on to the interview... As you may have heard my last episode, the the big move episode fourteen, uh, recently moved out of New York, uh, living in Delaware, started working in Delaware. Uh, this is my finish, almost finishing my first full week, a week and a half already into the job. So far, so good. It's weird, you know, the onboarding. And orientations being done between Zoom and YouTube videos and just been doing a lot of training so far via Zoom. So it's been uh, interesting, definitely different. So you know, take just take it one day at a time. So, uh, so after a quick message from Anchor, it's my interview with Anais Bailey, LMSW. So, yeah, so let everybody know who you are, what you're doing, what you have been doing, what, and just let everybody know who, yeah, what you do. Sure. So I am Anise Bailey, and I, one of the roles I, I am is part, is being a social worker. And I have been a social worker for, what's officially since 2009, I guess, right, when it's official after graduation. And currently, I've had, I've held many roles in since being a social worker, but currently I am, I have my own private practice as a consultant, and I am also an adjunct professor for two universities. I teach two different classes of social work at the master's level. And I also homeschool way before COVID happened, so that's also been that brings its challenges, and I do have to use my social work skills in that aspect too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, where where'd you graduate from? 
I did my BSW at University of South Florida, where I lived for, I lived in Florida for a little over 10 years, uh, Lauderdale, but decided to go to school in Tampa. And then I moved to New York shortly after I got married and attended Columbia University for my um, MSW. Awesome. Great school. Indeed. It has its plus and minuses like everywhere else. Yeah, like, like all social work programs, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so uh, you got a lot going on. Uh, private practice consultant, adjunct professional, where, where, where do you uh, teach at? So this semester I'm teaching at uh, Boston University MSW online program. And I am also on the roster for Fordham University. I am not teaching there this semester. I think my class will be in the spring. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of us Rams uh, would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, how did you get into uh, the private practice consulting? Tell me about that. Sure. I think um, after, so I worked in New York City where I lived after moving from Florida. And I actually was working while completing my MSW, not by choice. It's just one of those things I had to do financially, right? And so I held different roles, including various leadership roles within the child welfare system in New York City. And after a while, you realize that the burnout is real. You realize yeah. the struggle is real, especially as I was commuting for two years. I was commuting to work five hours each day, two and a half hour each way. So about wow. a total of five hours of my day was just spent getting to and from work. And I do have two small children under five. My oldest will be five in just a couple of months. And so I had to make the decision of, is this where I want to be for X amount of time? Right. And just to be transparent, because that's something I strongly believe in and practice is transparency. I also, there was a, a lot going on with the organization that I was working at, um, including a large merger and different policies and procedures. And I think it was time to exit and so after some consultation with people within my circle and outside my professional circle as well, it just felt right. It was a lot of soul searching, to be honest, a lot of training, a lot of prayers. And I finally took a leap of faith and decided to bet on myself. Yeah, that's all you can do, especially when you got kids involved. You, you exactly, gotta, <laughs> exactly. You have to make that choice. Absolutely, and so I Been had there, done that. yeah. So I had the knowledge, I had the skill set, I had the education, I had the tools, and so I decided to take a chance and see what happens. And so that this past August to twenty twenty made one year officially since I launched my private practice, since I got that letter in the mail that says, here's your EIN number. And so we we're excited. It was an exciting yeah. journey. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. And 
t- tell us the 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 name of, of your uh, your organization that you sure that you founded. Sure, sure. Um, so it is called ABM Structured Solutions. ABM is my initials and so i founded it with my husband and he runs in the background mainly and i'm more of the programming day-to-day activities and so it is based on the concept of every organization and every individual has the answers within themselves but sometimes we you need an outsider to help connect the dots and so i what i do and help organizations with is to really key in their policies and procedures, their strategic planning, but also the uh, staff and professional development of the staff, I should say, and program implementation and program development. I actually went, that was my concentration at Columbia. I did advanced generalist practice and programming. Although people have come back to me, I am not a clinician, although I've practiced as a clinician a few times, I enjoy programming. Tell me all about a program and let's help dissect it and what's working and what's not working. And that's what brings me joy in addition to seeing people have that light bulb, you know, um, come in. So that's why I founded that because I personally saw the struggles that a few, especially nonprofits, right, with lack of resources, underpaid staff, burnout is real, I'll say it again in a hundred times, and not really utilizing the resources within, which is the, the employees, and not investing enough on their own professional development to support those frontline workers, to support middle management, and so that's where the light bulb went on for me to have a way to support organizations, nonprofit or corporations, figure that out, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And there are so many agencies that I, I currently work work in New York. That's a, a story for, for another, another day, episode. Right? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, all my experience has been in, in New York City, so everything that that you have mentioned has hit to the heart of I've seen the mismanagement of, of all these agencies I work with and wondering where the money is going to, why we're not getting enough money, why are you paying for money for this, so it could be spent on other things mm-hmm. and burnout and people leaving left and right yeah. and it's just... Every, so you, you all of the above, right? right? F, F, <laughs> yeah. all of the above. And so many agencies, especially here in New York, and I'm sure throughout the country and and throughout the world, with these different agencies, could definitely benefit for what you bring to the table. Well, so thank you for that. You, so you you fit a need, and it's just a matter of these agencies reaching out to you for your services because the, the struggle is real for all these nonprofits everywhere. I had to leave a job uh, a couple of years ago because of, of of a pending merger. So I know I know that firsthand, mm-hmm. and uh, you know being laid off, you know back in 2014 wow. because of financial straits. So I so I I, I know what what it's like. So uh, you're definitely bringing uh, stuff with your table, and I wish you the best of luck with your. Uh, with your uh, foundation, your agency that that you're doing. Thank you so much. In addition to this, I think um, 
what really got me going other than that my first um main contract as for my private practice was doing anti-racism work and i didn't know that was something i was passionate about until i myself went through the process for that training and and so i that's something that i support organizations with as well i'm currently working with a university in philadelphia we're on year two of our contract to bring um, anti-racism workshops on their four different campuses and i again sometimes it's not until you're doing the work you realize oh this is something that i enjoy doing and then um, in addition to that i also occasionally i do life coaching for some clients um, on the individual level to use my micro and clinical skills right but i only take right. so many um clients each each um each period only because I really do enjoy the program implementation aspect of, of my work. And yes, yeah, so I, I, I have a, a home girl who used to live in, in Pennsylvania. So uh, Pennsylvania has a, a lot of hate groups I've been told. So uh, oh, goodness. Yeah, your, your, work, <laughs> your, your, your work is definitely needed in, in the school that you work at just to, just to make sure you know, they, you know, everybody, you know, got their eyes across their teeth. Yeah, so, in, in it's interesting. The, in yeah, because I live in South Jersey, so it's not that far of a commute for me compared to New York City. But it's just, again, up until I started doing the work, you don't realize how much there is a need for that, especially in the state of the world right now. Again, we started last yes. year working with them, but our contract was just renewed for year two, and we're excited to continue to support them. And they are such an amazing group. I think it's by far one of the top, I would say, five groups of people that I've worked with because they're so committed to doing this work um, of bringing anti-racism awareness throughout the campus. So it's been it's been a great journey. No, that that's that sounds wonderful, especially with the, the climate, like mm -hmm. you said, that that we're currently yeah. in, not only in the in the city in the country, but you know, in the world. Absolutely. And with our current president, you know, not uh, denouncing white supremacy. In the uh, let's let's not <laughs> even open that one. Let's not even open that box. But yes, so, yes, and yes to all that you said. <laughs> So, you know, that's another story for another day, but just the work that you're doing is definitely needed uh, in in our climate where we are uh, currently. Mm -hmm. So um, I saw that you also an author for written an ebook. Tell me yeah, about that. Yeah, so writing, as much as I love being a social worker, writing has been my first passion. I actually thought I would be a full-time author and travel the world and write 100 books. And then I decided, you know, I need to work with people too. And so I've, writing is just my escape. It's my go-to self-care. And so I had published a, um, in a way, autobiography a couple of years ago in um, nonfiction, poetry, and prose. And I decided that, okay, I need to do more because that's just what I enjoy doing. And so this January, I released my first ebook because I am the true bibliophile. I need to hold, touch, smell an actual book. But I, I decided to go digital a bit just to test it out. I, re I released a um, self-care book on January and I just did a quick 
how-to guide and support and tips for homeschooling. So technically, I have two eBooks and one um, nonfiction prose, and I'm working on a volume two for that one that should be released either before the end of this year or first thing on January. And so lots of projects going amazing. on. Was this was it something on a personal aspect? You know, working you no know, with your kids regarding releasing the yes, it was more of a here's the mistakes I made going into this way before COVID, right? <laughs> going into this because financially I couldn't afford daycare and I was transitioning into my private practice, so it's more right. of a do's and don'ts, and here's some suggestions of how I managed to overcome some frustrations or a lot of frustrations and really to support yeah. <laughs> the little people in the room, which are your kids and at home and how to make that an atmosphere conducive to learning, you know, so it can also be used for virtual learning or for parents who are homeschooling full-time, part-time. I started doing it part-time. I would only homeschool for two days a week and they would go to daycare three days a week as I transition again from my nine to five in New York. And then we gradually went to full-time. And so it's just quick tips. It's a very short to the point because I don't want somebody to be reading forever of how to support their kids rather than applicable skills that you can do right then and there. Right, absolutely. And, but that book came in a, in a perfect time. The shutdown came in and everybody's on, on Zoom exactly. and Google Classroom. Absolutely. And every, yeah, it else. just, it was, <laughs> it made sense. And I've had so many, because sometimes I'll post, you know, me doing an activity with my kids and I've had people, people I've never met um, outside my, my personal circle asking me about homeschooling. I was like, I'm just going with the flow. I don't follow any, I make my own curriculums. I you know, based on my own values. And, and so I try to incorporate that and to empower others that, yes, there's a lot of great curriculums out there that you can purchase. And by all means, if it works for you, go ahead. But you could also be based it on what's important to you, you know, and so that's what it's about. That sounds that sounds good. I'm I may have to check that out just as a, as a <laughs> little guide. Uh, it's been a... A little bit of a of a challenge uh, since the start of oh, the, no. this year with, with a different different apps, learning new apps, and two different kids. One starting middle school. My oldest started middle school. My youngest is in third grade, and they each have their own different apps, and it has just been a little overwhelming. But you no, know, kids are resilient. That that's the thing. They'll they'll get on it. Exactly. I know what to do, they and, are. And, and it is just. And it's just making sure that they're focused mm -hmm. and they're paying attention, make sure their headphones right. work. If, if they use Bluetooth <laughs> headphones, that is, the battery didn't yeah. die and make sure they're <laughs> charging your iPad or your mm -hmm. laptop. It, you know, just those little things. Just, so it, Good. it's working I'm out. I'm glad. But yeah, absolutely. It takes all that. And sometimes there's some background stuff going on too. And for example, I talk about um, a sense of providing emotional safety at home and outside of the house to support the the people the little people that you're teaching whether they're two years old or whether they're 12 years old and about to enter high school at 15 and so we I mentioned that in the book as well because I think we don't think about safety in the sense of emotional safety sometimes when it comes to learning yeah absolutely I don't know 
you have a child being being in front of a a device, you know, all all day, and you know they still need just ba- basics with their something simple as their eyes. Like, okay, you need a break from like go go run around, <laughs> mm-hmm. go burn some energy. You know, you still need some exercise. You still need to exercise just for a healthy aspect, but just you know, parents, you know, no run around so you get tired exactly. and go to sleep at night. Right. So. So it, it's it's for everyone, it's, you know, for kids and and also for the parents for for their state of mind as, mm-hmm. as well. And you know, there's a lot of frustrated parents out out there, and you know, learning and you know, being being the teacher and you know, learning this all this math and just reading and read to the kids using the laptop or iPad. So it's it's, it's a lot. It's definitely. Uh, could be very overwhelming. So the, your book is would well, definitely come in. I hope so. I hope some people will will learn some things from it. Where 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 can somebody get get a copy so of the book? So both of, of the them e-book? are on Amazon, and they're both under six bucks, and very simple. So if you type my name, Anis Bailey, on Amazon, it should come right up. Now, uh, are are you still looking uh, in uh, for more more clients for for your business, or you, like how how can people contact you? If they sure. And so, I actually just opened enrollment for life coaching. Like I said, I take only up to five clients every ninety days, um, only because I want to folk give them my sole focus to ensure that they are they feel supported. And so I just opened enrollment as of October 1st. And so someone can contact me. Uh, my phone number is 609-288-2851. Uh, my email is, it's a little complicated, <laughs> but it's abmssllc at gmail.com and Instagram. I mean, I'm usually on there. I'm trying to figure out this social media aspect of business. And so they can also contact me there at Anais, A-N-A-I-S dot A-N-A-I-S-E. And so there are different ways to reach me, but I am very responsive um, via text or phone calls and emails. Okay, sounds good. Exactly. The old school school phone, (laughs) pick up the phone and call or send a text. I, I will respond within 24 hours. Stop asking people for the Instagram. Right, it's but you know call, you have to provide call, that too call, because call, you, you get your meme relief <laughs> yes, or yeah. comic relief from Instagram, while you also get some important information yeah. and and you can get support from a holistic life coach. So why not? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you so much for absolutely. coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, you know, you're want to promote anything by all means, you know, reach out. Well, and thank you. I, I got Before you. Before you go, is there something that you think I that your followers would would need to hear that I can provide at this time? Whether it's a word of encouragement or a social work, do and don't. What are your thoughts? I'm here. Um, I mean, everything that you mentioned about about your what your org, what your organization is, is doing, and be like, yeah, that my my agency, you know, they've been doing this and doing that, and 
I know now uh, with the whole uh, inclusion and mm-hmm. cultural sensitivity and stuff, and you know, even with being transparent, even with my agency at currently work, they are trying to do something about that, but they didn't give like a breakdown as to like what does that mean, what does that going to include, and like, okay, you have a day about. Mm-hmm. inclusion and you take a picture outside the agency with everybody and, and you see everybody of different races all together taking pictures with, with, with our our organization mm-hmm. t-shirt on it's like okay it has yeah. to be more than that like i know uh when uh george floyd passed away we did like a whole uh being on our knees for for the amount of time that, that the officer was mm-hmm. on his neck and people were talking about their feelings and it was just a little weird a little uncomfortable Uh, maybe wrong individuals opened up to speak so it's you know it's relatable everybody's going going through it at the same time no we got no covid we got no racism going on no the president no doing what he's doing on a daily basis Uh, we're still dealing with you know, wildfires in California, uh, earthquakes, uh, hurricanes, and it's just going like on and on and on. 2020 is not letting up. So anything that you could bring to the table from your ends and, you know, me letting the world know of of things of our fellow social workers are doing and could reach out. No, that's what I'm here for. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And you've, you've said so many things and it's like, yes, yes, yes. Check the box, Um, especially doing more with inclusion. It's not just, you know, taking one day, but it's, it's a daily practice of how organizations can support their organizational culture to be a more diverse, um, to be more inclusive and to build equity from, from within. And so I hear that. And I hope that your organization has a strategy and other organization as well, especially in these times that it's more relevant than ever. It's always been relevant, but I'm glad that we're finally, finally um, opening our eyes a little bit more to the importance of this. Right. And especially and especially where our profession is, is more people of color, more and more getting into the field, but we need to be promoted. We need to be supervisors, mm-hmm. program directors, you know, mm-hmm. and, and above. You know, we need to see higher ups mm-hmm. that look like us, that look like us and dress like yeah, us. We need representation. To relate. Yes, absolutely. If I could, if I, if I want to talk to the CEO about, uh, my, my Lakers being in the finals, I could do that and then still talk about business regarding a client. <laughs> and we need we need to have something yes. simple as that. So absolutely, it, it and I think the last thing I, I would want to share is no matter what someone's walk of faith is or um, professional degrees or whatnot, and especially in these times, I think we all need to take care of self. Again, now more than ever, so yes. much is happening. There's so much pressures. P- individuals and families are being asked to play a hundred roles, you know, as- during a pandemic, especially. And so practicing self-care, I cannot stress it enough of, and it's not just the manis, the massage and the vacations. It's also, how can you take 10 minutes when you feel like you're about to fall apart? You know, and so how, what yes. are some strategies and some go-tos that you can 
feel supported from your own self. And so that is something if I could, you know, have a big banner everywhere that says practice self-care and a reminder for everyone every day, I would have loved that. Yeah, the, the self-care is definitely definitely needing needed is not is not just a hashtag. It has oh, to be a way of can life. Can you quote that now. and put it on a t-shirt? <laughs> 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 yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, my, myself, I, I started getting into you know the stock market. Started learning about stocks. That's a way to mm-hmm. release some stress. I, I don't know uh, how that relieves stress, you know, but okay, sure. More. That sounds more stressful. <laughs> <laughs> but just learning about it, uh, getting into it, and following certain people, learning about it—that's you know helpful. There just learning go. new things, of, you know, you know, meeting people like yourself and doing this podcast and trying to be more consistent with it has definitely helped. So, you know, myself working on on a on a couple of things, and uh, I'm I'm working on a nice. An I look myself, forward to reading so. it. Yeah, a, a oh, you're word speaking my language. Book. You are no. speaking my language. Spoken uh, word is like, <laughs> yes, yes. You get my snaps, and mm-hmm. That's how I learned <laughs> to write is by writing poetry, really, and just keep going and going. So I appreciate that creative aspect of of you as well. Yeah, COVID. I've been so creative. It's not even funny. I've never been so creative in all my life See, in forty-one years. There's some so positives like... to every situation. Yes, absolutely. Thank you well, so much. Thank you again. And, I appreciate uh, we'll it. Soon. Looking forward to staying connected. All right. You too. Bye. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one. Before I say goodbye, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has been listening to the podcast, uh, following the IG page, following the Twitter page. Uh, you can follow the IG page at the Social Work Rants Podcast. That's all one word. And you can follow the page on Twitter at Social Work Rants. Uh, no, so also selling t-shirts, uh, masks is on the link tree on the IG page uh, bio. Um, the following episodes uh, will be will feature um, my reaction to the election, uh, which might drop as early as uh, next Friday, depending on the results. Uh, so I'm trying to do these episodes every two weeks, but uh, I may drop an episode uh, next uh, Friday, would be the 6th. Um, also, the following episode would be um, with uh, Catherine Moore, a licensed social worker out in California. Uh, she's known as Social Worker, Social Work Rise. Uh, doing amazing work, so that will be the the next episode of the Social Worker Spotlight series. So if anybody, uh, any mental health professionals, social worker wants to jump on the podcast for an interview, by all means, reach out to me on uh, either on IG, Instagram, or on Twitter. And thank you so much for your support. The slow grind is popping.
and I will talk to you soon. Stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, social distance. Peace.